So I won't um, be using the video for anything. Is that, am I big on everyone's screen? Yeah? Okay, cool. So to begin with then, first of all, we're just going to think about an intention of what we actually expect to come from this call, because obviously we all know that the calls can be based on boundaries and how we feel towards that topic. And obviously we all want to help ourselves. That's why we're here. And I think a lot of us actually struggle with this without realizing that it's an actual thing. So first of all, does anyone want to like say what they're expecting to come out of this call today? Anyone? Please? (laughs) Really? No one? Okay, well, I think today will just be good to have some realizations of your own behavior, what your expectations are of other people, and also just becoming more aware in general. I think that's what has benefited me when it comes to setting boundaries and just thinking about myself in situations instead of other people. So first of all, we're going to go through what a boundary is. Like in my head, how I see a boundary is an imaginary line where I think I need my space and anything that comes over that isn't really acceptable to me. So a boundary can be set with like other people, with yourself, with your partner, with colleagues, friends. You can have so many different kinds of boundaries. But ultimately, it is just um, that imaginary line because it's not actually there. So in terms of setting boundaries, a lot of the time we set them mentally, but we actually don't make that clear to someone else. And a lot of you guys have probably experienced that because you often feel like, okay, they're overstepping. And why are they overstepping? Because we haven't actually communicated clearly to them what we want or need or don't want or don't need. So um, why do we actually need the boundaries then? I personally think we need boundaries to stay happy and also to just know yourself a little bit more, what you personally need and what your personality type is as well will affect everything to do with your boundaries so it's just knowing that your limits so how far can you go how how much can you let someone in how much are you willing to give all of those are your boundaries and how you're working on yourself so does anyone want to open up about how they feel towards their boundaries right now like what you don't have to go into too much detail yeah yeah, I'd like to share. Okay, go on. go on. Um, one thing I've really sort of had to make boundaries with is being a parent. Yeah. And as much as I want like Iris to bother with everybody, like there have to be boundaries. Like if I say she can't have something, um, for a specific reason, whether that be you know like a particular type of like sweet, for example, like she's not old enough for Harry Bows. Um, she can have something else like an alternative, like you know, chocolate melts. Um, but like also not like obviously grandparents are gonna spoil her. Um, but I do like to be like, right, no, she can't do this. Like we're gonna do this instead. Um, obviously, I, I you know I am a new parent, so that you know in itself, I'm trying to learn off my own back you know learning while experiencing the parenting at the same time but I think I've had to say right listen this is how it's going to go I have to make decisions 
based on, you know, I am primary caregiver and she's not old enough to make her own choices yet. You know, she's yeah. still learning. So just to be clear, then you feel like you have to set that boundary with whoever else is looking after your daughter at the time, not with yeah. Iris herself, not with the child, but with whoever else is giving you care that day. Yes. So yeah. in terms of like setting those boundaries, how has it gone for you? Um, at first, like, it, you know, I don't like to step on anybody's toes, but I have to, you know, it was difficult because I upset people. Yeah. I really upset people. And I only ever want to personally, I'm a people pleaser. Um, so, so I do find it hard to say no, but then I'm like, right now I'm like, right, this is what's happening. This is not happening. Um, we're going to go by what's right by you know, us as a family and right by here. So I'm like, right, this, this yes, this no, you know, it's, it's progress, but it was difficult at first. It was really difficult. A hundred percent. And I can totally relate with you when it comes to setting the boundary, because one, you'll feel selfish immediately to mm. the, the, the feelings of guilt just run through you. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, am I doing this? Like, oh, I feel so bad for it. And also you have that like little insecurity where you're jumping back and forth thinking, okay, I want to do this, but I know I can't and I know I should be, but I feel really bad. And then you just really second guess every decision you're actually making because you know it's right for you, but you know it's going to piss off everyone else. So it's getting to that space where you actually feel confident enough and clear and you have so much clarity in what you say. No one is even going to bat an eyelid because they can see that you're so concise on it that they're not even going to think, I'm going to like they're just going to look at you and think I'm not going to argue with that like it's, to get to that place is obviously really hard and you sound like you are getting there now mm-hmm. but it's taking the first step it's like oh my gosh like you're going to put your book scary. down I was just going to put the book down and be like really yeah and also it's like if you were to be setting that boundary with that person like whoever it might be they if they love you and if they really care about you they're going to know what you're doing is right for you so they should be supporting you no matter what yeah and most of the time it is you just in your head thinking okay is this what I really want or I've been pleasing like you said you're a people pleaser you've been pleasing everyone else for so long this is so out of character so it is really really weird but I absolutely understand what you mean and I've definitely gone on that road myself as well so um so where are you at now? Like, how are you feeling when you're setting new boundaries? I feel very confident in the <laughs> in the choices that I'm making. Um, yeah. Because it's just, it's right by, it's right by us as a family. You know, I, I don't just think, oh, this is what I want to do. I'm thinking, you know, what my partner would want to do as well and taking his feelings into consideration because we are a unit at the end of the day. That's, yeah. that's how I put it. We are, you know, we do have extended family, like grandparents and uh, uncles and aunts, but we you know we live as a a, a trio in now in, in our house so yeah. what we do is right by all of us but we all you know we all do have to sort of give and take a bit which is fair enough you know so you think that it's been easy enough to stick to this boundary or do you actually feel like it's been hard so so the first it was definitely hard and some some days I do have to say like right this you know we have to remind but I found as time's gone on, I mean, it's been two years that it's, you know, we've really sort of hit that uh, nail on the head as far as setting and keeping that boundary in place is concerned. Yeah, I do agree with you. And like, 
it is upkeep, isn't it? Like with anything, you have to maintain it. Like you have to keep yeah. on top of it. You have to keep communicating. You have to keep understanding each other more. To be on the same what... page, you know? Sorry? To stay on the same page. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. You can't just expect him to know and he can't expect you to know. You've got to communicate that together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so does anyone else want to share their boundary story, what they're struggling with or have been struggling with? Yeah, go on then. I can sort of resonate with Mary though. Like, I don't like Harley having pop what, for all sorts of reasons, like his teeth, just because I just, you know, just because it's, it's so bad. And there's other things that he can have that he, he doesn't need to drink pop. But um, yeah, I try to set that boundary. But it's like I, I know that he has pop down his grandparents' house, um, and no matter, how, I feel like no matter how much I can, I can say it, but. Um, Obviously, grandparents are just going to do things, aren't they? And I just find it hard, like, to say it again and again and again. Like, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser as well. So, like, yeah. Yeah, I think as well that it is like the one the one big thing I've learned in my life is that if you say no, no, if you're saying yes to them, like the things that they want you to do, you're actually saying no to yourself. And I know like a lot of people pleasers hate saying no, but this will change your mind. So whilst you're saying yes to them, you're saying no to yourself. But if you say no to them, you're still saying yes, but you're actually saying yes to you. So it's like, just switch that around like you're allowed to say yes to you and you're also allowed to say no to them but if you switch that again it's still going to be a yes and a no like either way you're going to upset someone you just have to choose whether that is you or whether that is the opposite person the person that you're fighting with or whatever else so it's almost as if like no matter what the outcome is going to be like either really shit or really really good for you and you get to choose which one that's going to be in the beginning like the same as Mary in the beginning it's always going to be so hard because people find it very hard to adjust but if they know that you're set in stone with your decision they're not going to fight with you because they can see that you're so clear on what you want and what you're saying that they can't argue with that because a lot of people can't deliver a message with so much certainty and then when you do get one like I don't know what kind of situation you'd get that in. Say a really good professional speaker will speak to you and you're probably going to be blown away with their response because you're like, how do I compete with that? How can I keep up with that? And the person with the most certainty will always win. So if you're very, very clear on what your expectations are, they have no reason to battle with it. Because like Mary also said, you're the primary caregiver, like he's your child. You get to choose what happens. And like, sure, pop might be good on occasions and like everyone loves a bit of pop now and again, but you don't actually need to be drinking it every day. So where are where are you with this boundary right now? Like, what's going on? Well, um, the other day I FaceTimed Harley and I saw a bottle of Fanta on the table. Was it his? Well, he said to his grandparents, quick, hide that bottle. Mummy's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's so bad. After my boundary. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and like, I think definitely resetting that boundary is a good idea. And when we are setting it, we just need to think of things that really, really matter. Like, why are you setting it? Who are you setting it with? Be so specific. Like, 
fill out all of your like five W's or whatever they are, like what, why, where, with who, everything needs to be so specific and maybe write it all down before you go do it. So you're so clear on what you expect and what you want. Because like he's only six. He doesn't need an entire bottle of Fanta. Like if it was a couple of sips, then that's okay, I think. But yeah, like I get what you mean. And I don't think you'll be in a lot of time people would say you're being over dramatic or like you're not being fair or whatever else but your feelings are totally valid like there's no way that that is needed mm-hmm. yeah I think because he's got such a sweet tooth anyway so like he always does like to go for things that are so bad for you and you t- I, I worry about his teeth more than anything and then Adam pop on top stalling yeah. <laughs> And I don't think we ever did as kids. Like, I don't think we had pop often. No, like, it was council pop. Thing. Sorry? It was council pop, we had. Yeah, yeah, squash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I remember, like, squash was even special. Like, we had to drink water. But, yeah, I'm sure that when you have got really clear on that, like, maybe we could just write it down and then just really set in stone what you expect because then people can't argue with it. Um, does anyone else want to share their boundaries? No? Oh, yeah, come on, Beth, you go. Right, I might lose connection because I'm on my way driving home. Okay. I'm not driving, I'm not driving. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I have really bad boundaries, as you can probably imagine. Like, it's like it's starting to get to me. Like, I'm really bad at like telling people no. Yeah. So, like, some nights I can be finishing work, like, nine quarter past nine I miss putting Tilly to bed don't get to spend any time with Debbie and it's just like it's so hard but so, I'm go on. I'm hoping like come the new year because obviously I've got people in now like there's nothing I can do but come the new year I'm going to be so strict because I've got to be because it's playing with my own mental health and it's affecting my family and I just don't want it anymore you know yeah 100% and I can totally relate with that like I don't have a child but my home life because of work has definitely plummeted. Like I would spend so long working because I love work. Like I feel like I love the chase and I, I love working and I love speaking to all of you guys, but there has to be that like um, that line, that boundary, like where you switch off. Um, One thing I actually recently learned was that if you go on a long haul flight, say for like 12 hours, and you are literally just chilling on that flight like as a passenger but if you imagine that you're the staff like the cabin crew or the pilot you are full-on for 12 hours and the plane is doing everything it's meant to be doing you're doing your job you actually don't get to sit down for that entire shift and then when you land it's such a relief because it's the only time that you actually get to breathe and what is the first thing that those people do they go to sleep they can't do a shift back on back without sufficient rest. So why are you expecting yourself to just keep working, keep going and also show up? Because if you can't rest, you can't give your best, your best to everything else. You can't work to your best ability. You can't be the best mum. You can't be the best partner because you're constantly on the go. Like you're not taking that time for yourself. It might not even be sleep. It could just be a bath. It could be doing things that make you happy, like putting Tilly to bed. It could be spending time with Derry. Like, it could be so many different things. But because you don't actually have that chance, because you're so overworked, it's like 
it's just never going to happen. And I totally get what you mean. Like you get this huge feeling of overwhelm and you start to feel like really exhausted, especially now that the night's drawing in. It's probably going to feel really overtired. Is that something that you're experiencing? Yeah, 100%. And it's like, I'd say it's one of the, obviously not one of the main reasons, but definitely one of the important reasons as to why I started doing this coaching with you is because by getting home late the last thing I want to do is cook but I need to because my own health like Tilly sometimes she's not eating till late same with Derry like coming home and having a takeaway I don't want it but sometimes it was it was just like oh it's easier so now it's like I'm starting slowly so be putting myself there so to make sure I can get home and look forward to cooking my food and spending do you know what I mean it's just it's just so hard like oh, I it love is. my job the same as you so it's like a vicious circle I'd love to spend as much time as I could there but unfortunately it's like not unfortunately but my my family come first that's end of you know a hundred percent and also you're like you should be really proud of yourself as well because I feel like not enough people probably tell you this, but you understand your priorities. Like you just said, my family come first. That's the reason why you go to work. That's the reason why you get that money. But it's also understanding that you can't let the work and the money take over because the reason why you're doing that is for your family. And like to be able to prioritize and know what your number one priority is, which obviously is your family. And that is something to be so proud of because not everyone knows that they're always so mixed up and like you have a reason why you want to better your health like you just said this is the reason why you joined the coaching you want to do it for you you want to do it for your family because you know that it's time to change and like there's going to be loads of hacks down the road okay for you to like get a handle over the cooking like we could even start slow cooking I personally love that especially long hours of working you can batch cook like build up loads of meals to make sure that you're getting everything you need and also even making like fun recipes for Tilly for her to actually enjoy because I know it's harder with kids um but yeah I will definitely send you some messages about that because I know it's really hard trying to fit it in but I feel like all all of you understand what it is to actually go home after a long day of work and have to cook like I feel like we all understand that struggle but it's whether or not we actually want to give in to the easy option and actually deal with all of those um consequences of gaining weight feeling shit feeling extra tired feeling disappointed or should we just plan ahead a little bit and sure it might be hard in the beginning but it will become routine it'll become normal and we will feel so much better about it um and also just learning those tools like understanding that just cutting down on food is going to have a huge impact on your weight loss journey and also getting your steps in is huge and we don't have to go to the gym four times a week we can go twice we can go once we can do whatever but if we're doing everything else in the background we're going to get those results we're looking for like no matter what I think it's so important that you are talking about how you're feeling and like what's going on right now. I know I'm just waffling on, sorry, but I feel like everything is so linked to actually the food because we always think, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this today. But as long as you're ticking off certain things, then you are going to get the results that you're looking for. No, yeah, a hundred percent. Sorry, I was like, <laughs> my other was messing my car. So I'm just going over it. That's cute. Um, so cute. I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, I went on. I didn't even know what I was going to say. We were talking about like how it's really hard getting home, and then you have to like 
cook and you just feel like you're missing out on Tilly, putting Tilly to bed and like you're overworking. I have no idea where I was going. Maybe I it's can't, just can't, a boundary with work, is it? Like understanding when everything. Like, it's hard for me because I almost feel like I'm not. I'm not going to get emotional, but like Tilly resents me because I work so much. Yeah, and it might even be that she's I'm not you got this um, you got this so yeah. sorry you're cutting out a little bit sorry it's the baby crying um what i would say is like the way that tilly actually how old is tilly she's 19 months yeah so this is how she probably sees it she just sees that you're not there a lot and yeah. obviously she doesn't understand why and you just have to give yourself credit for doing everything that you are doing because it's so important. Like, you have to go do that to build the life you want, to afford the things you guys need. Like, it's a responsibility as a mum and as a parent. Like, you have to go do the things that maybe aren't wanted. I can't even speak for this because I'm not a mum, but, like, obviously I see this happen every day. Most of my clients are mums, and everyone is going through the same thing. But the fact that you have a heart is good. But we just have to know when to cut that off because obviously it's going to get to you too much to the point where you can't control it anymore. So you have to have that boundary with yourself that she's not ever going to resent you. She's going to love you for what you do. I have days, you know, and same as her. She has days she's a baby. Like sometimes she's all for me. Sometimes she's like, nope. And if then, then it's like, oh, my God, I work too much. I do this. And it's just like... Yeah, but Do either of you girls yeah. who are mums want to give Beck some advice? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, either one of you. Um, yeah, I, I totally I feel that. Um there's nowhere I'd rather be than, you know, sort of you know, on on Iris's hip than her on mine, you know. Um but it's just a, you know, finding that balance can be a huge struggle I mean do you do you work full-time back yeah I'm like I'm self-employed so I just work like well I work five days a week with a long five days yeah that's just see that's basically to me that's like all day every day and when you've got more on top of that as well it can really be nice and well which is like hard but it's better for her so it's not as much traveling because the child mind and you know so like I just even if it's just I finish work at a decent time on the two nights she's well three nights she's home a week but it's just yeah it might even be that perhaps we can think of it as quality time instead of quantity time like I definitely overwork and I know I overwork everyone tells me to slow down but can I the answer is no because I enjoy it and like you have things that you need to pay for like you just have to work so when now I always say to Phil like we have quality time instead of quantity time like don't just do things to do them like actually make use of that time do things you enjoy do things that serve you do things that will add value into your relationship with her and I know she's only 18 months but obviously this is going to make you feel better as well about your efforts that you're putting into her like whatever she enjoys and whatever 
you feel like lights up her face, just do more of it because it's going to yeah. make you feel better. Definitely, yeah. That that was so cute. I looked at you guys. You're like nodding your head at the same time. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, does anyone else want to say anything on this subject? I will. Yeah? So I, don't know, I don't know if the rest of you know, but I'm a student midwife. Um, so I go to uni, like, well, there's, it's like obviously um, in like, you know, a few weeks in uni, a few weeks in placement. When I'm on placement, I'm doing like three 12 and a half hour shifts and I work as well. So I've been doing this for, well, like, but well, I started trying to be, get into the onto my uni course when um, Hal was two, um, and he hardly saw me because I was like Monday to Friday, and I generally thought as well, like, oh my god, he just he's not gonna like, he's he doesn't like me, um, and now he's six, and he still gets days where he literally just cries for me, like I feel so awful because he's literally crying he wants to stay with me and and whatever but there's times as well where he's like mummy I'm so proud of you like you work so hard oh and I cry he's a sweetheart I think like as your daughter gets older she'll like yeah at the moment you think you think these things but she can't tell you that she's proud of you yet I don't think at 17 months they talk they say they say like mum, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> she has a bit of an attitude, but she can't talk. <laughs> That's right. I think when she's older, I know you're feeling like this now because I felt the exact same way. But again, like he does tell me he's proud of me of how hard I work, and like when I'm doing my uni work or or whatever, I'm trying to spend time with him as well because like I don't get much time with him now as well. Like he'll get out his like homework. He doesn't actually have homework yet. He's six, but he'll just like grab like a book or like coloring or something, and he'll do his homework as well. So I think it has a really like good, um, is it, yeah, it has a good like influence on him. So I think although I know you feel like crap because you're not like spending that time, but like as she gets older, she'll get up, get that from you, like how hard you work, and she'll want to work hard. That's so true, like, because the work ethic is passed on, like, it's actually proven, and I even realised that from, like, our parents, because I, obviously, we grew up with not a lot of money, and I always thought to get money, you have to work really, really hard, because, like, dad was always away in work, and now I'm like, okay, i got to, like, got to chase, i got to keep going, and, like, in my head, that's just a way of life now, and I know I enjoy it, like, I actually enjoy it, and I want to keep going, so... I think you're definitely right about that. Like those little tiny things actually make a huge difference. Um, so Isha, do you want to have a go? Um, okay. I mean, for me, obviously I don't have kids, so um I feel like it's a little bit different. That's good though, it's always good. But I think the main thing for me is also was I'd either say it's work or like my relationships, like friendships, family, everything. Like yeah. In terms of work, I think I've spoken to you about this before, but like I can never say no to my boss. Like she'd be piling things on for me to do and I'm like, Yeah, sure, that's fine. I'll just like I'll get on to that next. Um and like there's some days when she's like telling me to do one thing and then do this other thing. I'm like, I I don't know how you expect me to be able to remember all of this, but a huge part of me is also like 
just say yes and just get on with it because you know that if you kick up a fuss then it's just going to cause you more issues and I I don't know I just can't say no (laughs) to it yeah and I think sorry for interrupting I know you're going into it but I just wanted to quickly point that out so by saying yes no by avoiding saying no you're thinking that you're saving yourself but actually you're making the situation a whole lot worse because you're going to prolong it what you show here is acceptable now is only going to get even more in depth throughout the future like it might be a little task now it might be a five percent task bigger next week 10% 10% the week after, and before you know it, you're totally overloaded, overworked, and exhausted. So I know that it's really, really hard. And also, I think professionally, it's even harder because you don't want to lose your job. But you can't be taken advantage of because how much effort are you able to put into all of these tasks? Because you you have no direction. Like, do you often feel like there's too much going on at once? Oh, 100%. And like, I've I'm right so I'll be honest I've been looking for a new job for the past like I don't know six months what are we in now yeah I'd say six months at least yeah Um, but every time I like look at getting like look at new jobs and everything I'm like yeah okay I'll just wait until this date because it'll be after summer it's after our busy period and I don't feel so bad for leaving but why are you looking out for her I think it's because it's a small business and a huge part of me feels just really bad if I was to let her down because so this time last year I got a new job in um in BT I think it was and I told her that I was starting this new job in January and she made me an assistant manager then and I was like oh, I kind of can't yeah How she talks right now <laughs> oh okay. yeah. so she like I, I don't know I feel like that's why I've I felt like I've had to stay is like she relies on me so much for things in this in the business there could be two Um, reasons for that though she could value you so highly she didn't want you to leave mm -hmm. but then she could also see this girl works so fucking hard and I need to keep her like not in the nicest way possible the business would fall apart without her so it could be one of two and I think probably the issue here is that you actually haven't communicated it like you haven't been honest with her she obviously hasn't been honest with you and she has a duty to do that as an employer like um how do you actually feel like why do you think she kept you on well I think well when she said like do I want a higher paying job and things like that I was like well obviously I'd have to think about it but she was like I can't lose you you put in her, her words were um along the lines of you work like incredibly hard you're one of the best people we've had in a long time along those sort of lines um basically saying I, I I work hard and stuff like that and I was like at the mo in the time like sorry in the moment I was like I'll take I'll stay where I am just because like the money was better uh the hours were better it's less of a commute that sort of thing but like over the summer when it's our busy time I realized I was taking on so many more hours I was working eight till five every day I wasn't taking my breaks when I should have been I was working six days a week, which I know doesn't seem like a lot, but no, it definitely does. It does. And only having the Sunday to catch up on everything. Yeah. I'd, I'd go home exhausted. I'd get home from work. I'd get straight into bed. Like I didn't want to do anything. And like some days I was going to the gym before work. So I'd be in the gym for like, I don't know, seven, starting work at eight. And I was just 
mentally and physically exhausted because like I was training people I was like taking on new responsibilities and I just felt like I wasn't being appreciated but also I couldn't feel like I could tell her this because she was also so stressed and I don't know I felt like it would just make things very hostile if I was to bring this up and I well like you guys I'm very much a people pleaser and I was like I can't cause any more stress than has already been caused by other stuff that's happened so I'm just gonna like push it all to the back burner find a new job eventually but then other stuff came up and I was like oh no I can't leave just yet and and I'm still still there (laughs) after like six months of saying I was gonna leave I feel like um I totally get what you mean like you I think maybe your fear is one losing your job two Mm. like not being liked um because obviously that's a huge one for everyone anyway and I think maybe just you're overdoing like as a people pleaser they overdo and they over as you overdo the person you're overdoing for underdoes which means that you're in this cycle of you constantly doing too much and them doing too little and they get used to it they get comfortable so then you're constantly doing too much and it becomes too much and then you actually just start to see it like a decline in your energy in your mood in your you don't want to do it anymore and you eventually start to resent them like you might start to feel that against her not that you want to no I feel like I've hit a point though where I'm starting to like not care about the job as much anymore like things will happen I'm like you know what I just can't be bothered for it if she's going to be in a mood anyway just like just let it be yeah and it's not a good way to go into a job like I know it's not ideal but like I wake up I'm like I just don't want to go to work today like I've got two days off this week and I cannot wait like Monday was my first one and it was so nice to wake up on Monday even though I was still up at six it was still nice to wake up and not be stressing about how today was gonna go yeah yeah I think as well because obviously you're feeling underappreciated you're like it's even worse because you know that you're doing so much for the business and not actually your business so I need to remember that part. Yeah. And like also you ha- you have all of this responsibility, but you're not getting rest. It's the same as Beck. Like you're expecting yourself to go 100 miles per hour, but your brake, I mean, your accelerator is only ever as good as your brake. And they both need to work really, really well. Like you need to take your brakes properly at the time you need them. You need to go home and refresh. You need to have more then one day off a week no matter how much you're getting paid because obviously it's not enough for you to rest and recover and actually get back and go again so what do you feel like you need to change with this I think I just need to be more open with her about how I'm feeling 100% I agree I'm it's terrible I've never it's been so able to do that it's so hard it's really scary I always pick up on people like the smallest things when people are talking to me and like if someone sends a message and it's like slightly different to the way that we've spoken before I'm like oh my god I've done something wrong like I feel like that's the message I sent you today I'm so sorry no (laughs) I think this is the part of being an overdoer and and a sensitive person and someone who wants to please is that we overthink these little things like you'll have a conversation with someone and you'll go off and you'll be like 
did I say that? Did I do this? Did I piss them off? What did I do wrong? Blah, 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 blah. And all these things go through your head. But they literally don't give a shit. <laughs> people, normal people who don't overthink do not re like relive these scenarios in their head. They just get on with it and get on for the rest of their day. Whereas people like us who are a bit more sensitive and a bit more empathetic and stuff like that, we always think, what could we do better? What went so well? What didn't go well? What can we improve next time? And these kind of things. But then you just have to think, okay, well, if they're not caring, why do I care so much? Like, she probably doesn't go home in the evening and think, I I don't know, anything, really. She probably just thinks she needs to, like, keep making money and whatever else. But then, (laughs) what can I do better to, like, serve her? But what you need to be thinking is, what can I do better to serve myself? And you're right, you just need to communicate with her. Like, you have to say, listen, I feel... No, this is another great thing, is not I feel this way. You just have to say, I'm not sure if this is what the situation is, if this is the logic of what it is, but this is the way I feel. So then you can never actually offend the other person. You're just opening up that kind of door and being like, is this how it actually is? And then that gives them the perfect opportunity to clear things up. But then whatever they respond with, obviously you need to have in your head, okay, like stay calm, don't cry. Because that's probably all of your guys' first reaction. I'm gonna fucking cry. Like my emotions just get the better of me. Like also breathing, you need to breathe. Like a lot of the time we cry because we're actually not breathing, or like we get annoyed or we just literally have this desire to like run away or flee. Um and a lot of the time you just have to glue your feet to the floor and talk, even though it's really hard. So what are we going to go? What are we going to do, Isha? Well, I know I need to speak to her. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I just from I just need to be more honest with her about how. What she's doing is affecting me. Yeah. And like, I, like I, I still want to find a new job regardless of how things change with her and I think I do actually need to be honest with her about the fact that I want to find a new job because I haven't told her this and yeah. like I know I need to tell her but again it's just this dread <laughs> like overcoming me saying she's gonna hate me um, yeah that's what it is though you're selfish you're selfish I'm not going to be liked I'm not good yeah. enough I can't do this you're going to look like a bad person but actually none of those things are true you're actually being so brave doing something for yourself and also with your boss I feel like she might actually not be aware that she's doing this to you like a lot of the a lot of people who break boundaries don't know that they're breaking boundaries because we expect them to know we haven't actually told them so maybe just delivering the message in the nicest way possible in person and just be like I don't know if this is what you meant, if this is what the situation is, but this is how I feel. And then I think that will go down really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to, I, I will try my best. It's like, even if you, even, I don't know, if it makes you feel better, then just write it all down. I feel like when you write things down or just like give her a little letter, be like, I value you so much and I would never want our relationship to become anything negative out of this, but I feel super overwhelmed and then just go into how you feel because a lot of the time yeah and also it makes you not it like a super nerve-wracking to hand over the letter but you're able to put things so much clearly into words when you write it down I did that to Mary (laughs) 
I wrote you a letter, yeah. It was quite embarrassing, but yeah. <laughs> okay. You won't so, cry writing a letter. Sorry? And you won't cry writing a letter. Well, I almost did. There was like really, really like sad music on in the background. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like a task we all have to do. It's like 200 people writing letters and they put like instrumental piano music on. So yeah, it was like interesting. Anyway, so I just wanted to quickly go through um, what we can expect when we're like setting boundaries. Okay, so the first thing you actually want to do is communicate it. And when we are communicating it, we want to be as clear as possible, not only to make them aware, but to just well push forward what we expect because obviously if you're not communicating it how the hell are they meant to know like you've probably been in a situation yourself where someone has expected you to do something but they haven't given you a time specific place they haven't given you directions of what to do so then you get really fast around and you kind of get stressed so why do we put those expectations on people without giving them like a to-do list almost so another thing is that when you've asked someone to respect your boundaries sometimes it can come across as you're offending them and I feel like that's a lot a lot of the time that's why we feel quite guilty but what you should just be doing is saying like can we work on this together like ask for commitment together instead of you working against them come together and do it do it side by side kind of thing because then it looks like you're involving them you want to move forward and you want to keep going um if it doesn't work because obviously everyone knows someone who just like constantly like breaks their walls down um just limit your time with them like I know it's really hard if you're living with them if, if it's your parents if it's um your boss or whatever you can still limit time like especially your reactions like you, I know you said you're becoming numb I think that is probably your defense mechanism kicking in because you know that you can't get hit that way but you can still limit time with them obviously like on your shift you can maybe do a little meditation before so you know your reactions won't be as bad or you can try to express your feelings in another way like doing something after you've got out of work whatever works for you I honestly really like um word searches now so I feel like that gets a lot of my stress out and also like gets me really focused into something but just ultimately realizing like we can't control what they do like it's totally external to us but we can totally control how we react to what they're doing so just focusing on us and our reactions and what we can control is the number one thing obviously if someone's not going to respect your boundaries then they are technically a boundary bully like they're never going to be able to be controlled but I don't think there are many people like that in the world like if you just go back a step and try to tell them how you feel I think the boundary will be a lot better obviously sticking to your boundaries when it's with yourself is probably the hardest thing but telling someone about it is really good like talk to me about it talk to other girls in the group about it because chances are loads of other people are experiencing the same things um because oh, can you guys still hear me oh, okay cool because it just said that um it's locked me out um yeah so I just feel like maybe what we can all take from this is like being more open because all of you guys can relate to each other like you all cheered each other on then and if you listen back to this podcast you're probably going to be like that advice they gave me was actually really good because obviously I'm standing away from you guys and I can see that 
all of like you three of you relate in terms of the child a lot of you were nodding when Isha was talking and I'm like everyone is feeling the same and I'm really glad that we're all feeling the same because we can all help each other so what is your guys biggest takeaway so far well I know we're going to come to the end now so what do we think that we can take away from this call if we all just like say something um I think Obviously, uh, related to Isha, I'm, uh, I'm go, I'm just coming out of a job I've been in for three years where I was like tormented by staff. I was bullied, harassed. Um, and as nice as the, my job is, what I do, which is activities with the elderly or organizing concerts and things for them, you know, basically it's like spending like nine to five with basically your grandparents like multiple old people you know um I just come out of a job because I was walked all over and I just really wasn't um like I've I've never felt in place there ever like even coming back after having Iris like I never felt like I fitted in um you know people still shit talked me um and I would never I would always try to never step on their toes you know like people who care in nursing homes, they have a hard job. So I never, you know, disrespect them. I'd always ask them about who I'd be able to sort of spend time with. Um, and I just figured that I've made the right choice by um, coming out of this job. Yeah. You know? um, and I think when I told my boss, and, I, and I'm leaving on really good terms, I wrote a really nice letter saying that I was um, I was really thankful for the support that she gave me. Not that she did. She never supported me ever. But, um, <laughs> uh, like, she but sort of... But you feel like the letter helped? Yeah, so, I... that, like, that was good. Like, you know, I'm leaving on good terms. Like, I love the ladies and the gents. But the way she, like, spoke to me and said, oh, so you're leaving this place, an opportunity for you to progress, to go to a shop? And I'm thinking that shop is better suited to me in terms of like the commuter, because obviously I don't drive. Um, so it's near, it's closer to um, my mum as well, who looks after Iris um, a lot of the time when I'm working. Um, and the pay is better. And I'm, I, I mean, I've worked in retail before, like I know what I'm doing. And I mean, Alex's mum works there. She basically got me the job. I said like, to me, it's a job's a job, but if I'm not if I'm not valued there, I don't want to stay. And I was I got numb to a point, and then obviously I had I wouldn't say a, you know a breakdown, but I melted down and I had to come off work for a month because I was crying out for help and they didn't help me. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really struggling. I had no alternative but to hand in a paper. And yeah. I think if if you feel like you you got to a point and you're numb. And they're just not listening to you. I think the best thing is to move on and do what's best for you, you know, like by as well as putting myself first, uh, making sure I'm 100 percent. Like I do put myself first. So Iris has a full tank for me rather than me running on the 50 percent of the energy or the fumes, you know. So by being <laughs> a little selfish, I'm able to give him my all. And that's what I'm doing by just leaving this crappy job that I had and just going straight back into retail. I'm I'm happy and I'm content with that so far, you know. 
And also, can I just say, like, from my outside perspective, I've got so pissed off with Mary. Not, I, it's probably the wrong reaction from me, admittedly, but because I okay. care so much about her, I'm like, why are you letting these people walk all over you? Like, why are you being so nice? Like, you have to stop it. Yes. And I've I got do. so annoyed with her so many times because I can see how much it's affected her. And, mm-hmm. like, it's, it is really hard for me to just watch. And honestly, I think if retail makes you happy, if you're going to eat, even if you get paid less, like I yes. genuinely think take the opportunity in front of you. If it's going to make you happier, do it. Yeah, I think even if it was like, even if it was like slightly less pay or the same pay, I would have left. I mean, it's lucky there was a, it's a little bit more pay. You know, that's a, that's a plus to me. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just right for me to step away. I said, I'm leaving on good terms for my sake, for lady's sake. Um, I said, I, I loved doing what I did, but I, the people, you know, who were running their own departments, like the, the manager just was there for the pay. You know, she takes no responsibility. You'd be screamed at by the deputy or the nurse. Um, no bedside manner, and they should, but there we are, you know, you'd... Yeah, love the love the elderly, hate the people working there. Yeah. So, Mary, what is your biggest takeaway from the call today? That I feel like I've I've taken a step in the right direction. I, I because I was a little unsure about, especially like in the last few days, I still thought, oh my god, am I doing the right thing? You know, I've been at, at that place for so long. You know, three years is is quite a long time. Like leaving um, like the stability behind because you go exactly. into a new thing, yeah. And obviously that's what you're comfortable in. Yeah. Now you've got to leave that yeah. zone and you're like shitting yourself a bit. But maybe yeah. this call has given you that reassurance and that little push you need to think, okay, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And um the thing is as well, obviously like uh Beck said she she's self employed, works six days a week. Uh Isha works did she say six days a week as well? Was it six days a week? Yeah, exactly. and obviously Charlotte's got a very, very busy life as well with placements and work as well. And they're, and Harley, of course. Um, I t- totally lost my train of thought. Yeah. Um, so I only worked two and a half days, which was 18 and a half, but coming home, like it, it felt like I just completely worked the whole week and run myself into the ground, you know? Yeah. And I think when it gets to that, you need to sort of take a step back and think. Yeah, right, not... even though you might have only physically been there, like, say, two days, you might have mentally been there all the time, thinking, what am I going to do next? I'm so fucking stressed. What are these people exactly. doing? Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And your thoughts do not stop. So yeah. now you can just actually chill. And it's going to be so much nicer for you. So I'm really happy for you. Well done. Does anyone else <laughs> want to share their biggest takeaway from this call or their, like, aha moments? Go on. Um, I think it's just to stand up for myself. Yes, Woo-hoo. I need to like take like build up the courage and actually like just stand up for myself. For yeah, it. and also that doesn't even have to be in terms of confrontation. It just could be maybe like this, like just coming on here to talk, like it's a big step. And well done, Isha. I'm really proud of you. Yes, you go, Isha. You go, Isha. Come on. Anyone else want to share? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can really resonate with um Isha as well. Like I hate my job. Like I'm like my boss, I'm I'm with a small business as well. My boss is so hot and cold. Like I don't know what I'm gonna go into, whether she's gonna be really nice or whether she's gonna be miserable and make me miserable. Um and 
like just recently I've been so like stressed because I have exams coming up and and whatnot and I've, I've I've explained it to her like I've got this going on I've got this going on so if I'm not 100% that's why but she just she takes everything to heart and the next message I had was like what did she say she was like oh you're losing interest in the company um the company like business and just like all these really negative things and it makes you feel like crap then so then you're trying to like give her your whatever you have left because you don't have much left when you're doing all exams and everything else and then dealing with her negativity anyway like you've just got to give whatever you have left to a business that you don't it's not your business yeah I think maybe her expectations of you are very high oh my god like you don't own it you don't get the profits you don't you don't get to see all of that money coming in like you don't get any of that so I'm on minimum wage yeah why can she expect that of you and like I, I think she probably projects what her insecurities might be on to you because you're probably the closest thing she has to do that so I definitely would not take that personally like maybe take a step back and think okay if I only have like 25% left in the tank it does not go to her it goes to you (laughs) because that's what we need to be doing focusing on how we can react and maybe even if she sends us a message just don't get back to it straight away. Just yeah. maybe like talk to someone about it first, take a deep breath, think how can I respond to this in a way that's going to actually serve me rather than a way that's going to make me feel really shit when I walk into the shop tomorrow. Like just maybe thinking about mm, more you and less her. I think on the flip side to that is we, we have like a, like a weird relationship and like I, I see her like my like a grandmother or something or, do you know what I mean or something like that because we spent so much time together and we just yeah we're not like boss and colleague I, and then I like I feel like crap then because knowing that I put so much work in in to the shop and and like speaking to her and when she's on her down days like I try to cheer her up and stuff like that like I feel awful that I'm trying to leave <laughs> Yeah, well, you. I think maybe maybe you could even write a letter. Mm. Probably help loads. And like, also just being clear to her, just say like you literally value your friendship and you see her as more than a boss. Like you've probably opened up to her if she has to you. You probably know a lot more about each other than the average colleagues. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just whether or not you want to continue that relationship with her, or do you want to draw those imaginary lines because if she's also treating you like shit and she shouldn't be, then why does she get that kind of like, um, I don't know what word it's like, why does she get to know more when she doesn't actually deserve it? Because if she's treating you badly, no grandmother would do that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I reckon writing a letter for her could be a really good idea. Um, And just also maybe um trying to react to her differently like maybe she's become a little bit too reliant on you if she's telling you about the business and you're not taking it seriously enough if she's opening up to you about emotional stuff if she's showing you that she's in a bad mood maybe she's so comfortable around you that she's just so reliant and that's really not a good thing so you need to show that like your energy is for you not for her to just steal yeah because and a lot of times like I said they're probably not even aware like it's it is their fault but it's not 
if you get what I mean, because a lot of the time people just don't know what they're doing is, is affecting others. So what do you feel like your biggest takeaway is? That I need to get a backbone. <laughs> yeah. And just have confidence in yourself, like engrave that self-belief. Like it will come, especially when you're feeling more confident in your physical side, working on your mindset, having talks like this, you will start to believe in yourself and like just learning. The more you learn, the more you can put into practice and the more you will grow. Like it's so surprising how much you're going to change from now until Christmas. Like even just after this call, they're probably going to feel like, well, like what the hell just happened? And like you've probably taken things from the other girls as well. And then tomorrow you're just going to feel maybe not that great tomorrow, but a week from now, you're probably going to be acting a little bit differently. Okay, so back to you. Oh, sorry, go on, go on. I said fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, right. yes, yes. I love that emoji, actually. <laughs> okay, Beth, do you want to share anything? Yeah, um, I think, like, I've taken away that I need to start putting myself first. Not just yes. Like, in my job, like, Isha, I love my daytime clients. This is all towards my evening clients, okay? <laughs> um, Like, I feel like my clients are my boss. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I work around them rather than them working around me. I always find it's my clients who are coming late who are like, I can't believe you're working so late. You shouldn't be. And I'm like, but you're the one sitting opposite me. You're the one who asked me to do this. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so emotional. I don't know why. But it was up to me. Like, I even even say this, like, obviously not in, like, an nasty way, but I'm like, oh, I'd love to be home with my baby right now. Like, I'd love to put her to bed. But they're the ones who tell, like, do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, so I need to start. Like, in the new year, I'm going to be brutal. And I'm just going to say to people, like, if, if you can't fit in, then it's not my fault. Like, you're going to have to figure something out because I'm not doing it anymore. So I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to start putting myself first rather than everyone else. I love that. Yes. And also, like, you're in high demand. So you don't need as many clients. You can just put your prices up. I've already done it, but nobody's dropped out yet. <laughs> yeah, but like you just you just keep going because you don't need that many. Like you've got to get maybe invest that back into yourself, get like a some some kind of like business mentoring or something like that, so you can continue to grow. And also investing into you is just so so good. Like I can even share ideas with you. I know it's not the same, but you're still working with people, you're still building relationships, you're still running a business. Like I even I can help with that. And also like just valuing your time over your money. Like that's definitely something I struggled with in the beginning. I was like, it's all about the money, it's all about chasing, it's all about this. But actually no, it's all about doing the work that you're meant to be doing. Like for me, I think my purpose is connecting. Whereas even though you're doing their nails, you probably love the chatting. and that's why people come back to you because they like you as a person like sure I've seen your nails they look insane to be fair well done but um like they love you they don't come for the nails they come for you yeah I have like so many of my clients now like I always say like well me and Debbie are like the same talk wedding and I say like oh but this client has to come and this client has to come because my clients have turned into friends yeah and those things like I don't know it's yeah, I just feel like sometimes you are, I'm like taken for granted a bit. And like, I feel awful sometimes messaging you so late. But it's like, I'm like, when I deleted that message on the first ones I sent you, I was like, oh my God, no. Because I said it, I was like, please don't reply. And I was like, oh my God, no, I didn't mean it like that. But I just got <laughs> so late. 
people apply right now. No, I totally get it. And and I I think you get it because you are a business owner. You know that the more you work, the more you'll earn and the more revenue you'll just have. And you just it's like this it's a weird spiral to be in because you have to have that limit and I totally get it. And if anything, I respect you even more because you know how it feels. I don't even have a baby and I'm exhausted. So I can't imagine how you feel. But like, it's only recently that I've managed to put my phone down at a decent time. Like Mm -hmm. I've made a commitment to myself. I'll only be working late on a Wednesday to have this call. And this call is for you guys, but I'm actually benefiting massively because I feel every time I have a conversation with you, I'm so much closer. Like I feel like the connection is stronger. So yeah, Wednesdays for me, that is the one day of the week that I will work later. And perhaps maybe you might find that you need to work one day later just to make the amount of income you need. But it's like mentally accepting, okay, one day is enough. You don't need to be doing every day or you don't need to be doing three times a day, uh, three times a week. It's just having that boundary with yourself and then actually sticking to it because you know that it's going to benefit you, your relationship, your family, your health, everything. I mean, like, this is like quite personal. And he's sitting opposite me. I know you won't mind me saying. But like a couple of months ago, we went through a really hard time, like really hard. And I put that down to working so much. Like, because now we have, like, designated nights as our date night because we were coming home and it was just the same thing every night. And we weren't even probably talking to each other. We were just coming home, having food, watching TV, going to bed, and same every single night. So we had, we had this, you know, little bumpy patch. And now we set up, so, like, every single day is a different day for a different thing. So, like, every other Tuesday we do our food shop. Every other Tuesday then we go on a date night. And it's, like, Wednesday we go on a walk. Or, you know, it's, like... So I feel like I kind of have already set boundaries for my personal life. Now it's time to do it for work and put it all together. Yeah. And that's what I have to do as well. So you have to, I have three categories in my life and I know it's really weird, but this is how I flourish. I have coach. No, actually, no, I have person first, coach second, business owner third. And I have to have boundaries in there because otherwise it all merges and it becomes an absolute mess. And I think you're not alone in terms of the relationship thing. Like, it becomes mundane. I think everyone has experienced it. I even talked to to Charlotte about this today. I've talked to my mum about it. I've talked to all of my friends about it. And it's normal. Like, you no longer have that excitement after you've been together for a while. Like, it's totally normal. And I don't know why no one explained it, because I thought I was weird feeling it. But you have to start dedicating time together. Like we were talking earlier, quality time instead of quantity. Like, watching the tv is not good enough um like just eating food together and going to bed is not good enough like you have to start having fun you have to enjoy each other's company so don't feel guilty about opening up I totally get it I've been in myself I think everyone on this chat probably has and it's totally normal like and to also give you the reassurance like it's fine like I don't judge you because yeah and if anything I just value you even more for opening up because it is scary but like it's great that you've managed to get those boundaries and you've managed to start doing things for you personally and now it's just under, like being a bit more strict with yourself and your clients and also you have no obligation to invite them to your wedding no obligation at all like they started off as clients like sure you might value them as friends but your wedding's for you it's not for them yeah <laughs> okay what makes you happy don't feel guilty because you're inviting one and two and not three and four it doesn't matter 
whatever works for you. If they're no longer going to be your clients anymore, it shows more about them than what it does about you. Yeah, that's it's, that's another thing. That's when it really comes down to being a people pleaser, then, isn't it? Yeah, you gotta you gotta be a people pleaser, but put you first. Yeah, Make yourself first. I, I am. I'm gonna do it. Like, obviously, it's hard. Like this side of Christmas, I'm just like, it's not gonna happen. But like, going forward in the new year, it's happening because. I'm going to make it happen. Yes, and if if you want it to happen, I'm sure it will, because you seem so, you seem like a lovely person, and honestly, I think good things happen to good people. Okay, so does anyone else want to cover anything whatsoever? Because I'm starving now. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I turned my camera off, I was eating. (laughs) Oh, don't worry about it. I feel like, well, I think Phil's good for me food, so yeah, I'm starving. And if I had food here, I'd be in it as well. But yeah, so I've really enjoyed today's talk, and I hope you all have taken something from it. And also, thank you all for opening up. Um, not sure what next week's call will be on, but yeah, it should be fun. Anyway, I'll stop recording.